Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Undying Light listeners. I am your host, Pastor Alex, and we are back at it once again with another new episode for Friday. And as you've tuned in, if you have in the past, you will know uh, what it is that we do on our Friday shows. I'm trying to adjust my mic here as I get settled in for the long recording of 30 minutes for you. But uh, what we do is take a book of uh, scripture and work through it verse by verse in hopes that we can understand uh, what it is going on. And so we've talked um, so far on uh, Amos. We're going to look at uh, chapters one and two, and we're going to uh, unpack this uh, minor prophet in hopes that we can uh, you know, understand a little bit more what's going on in the history of Israel. And now if we really want to actually get to the historical narratives, then we would read books like, you know, first and second Kings, first and second Chronicles, uh, things like that. But when we get to the prophets, we are seeing descriptive and direct warnings from God to the nation of Israel for their lack of, uh, obedience to, to him. And so it helps us to understand what in the world is happening as we unpack this. And a lot of the language given, uh, as we've noted on Joel and other, uh, Obadiah and, and even Jonah is uh, very eschatological in nature. And they seem like God is going to bring complete and total judgment to all of the nations, uh, as he gives the you know specific prophecies to prophets. But what we find is isolated, uh, eschatological events, either uh, to one nation or to a region, and uh, the greater judgment day, the day of the Lord, uh, is still into the future. And so that's how we read uh, these Old Testament passages in that manner. So as I mentioned, we're going to look at chapters one and two. Uh, we'll read through the verses here. They're not uh, they're not long chapters. Uh, in fact, there are fifteen verses and two. And uh, as I look here at three, there's 16 verses, so 31 verses. Uh, they they do have a little bit of length because they're written kind of in a 
poetry style structure, um, much like the uh, Psalms are written, but we've got uh, some content we're going to hammer through. So I won't take too long on my uh, commercials for you, but I do want to highlight if you want these shows early, join us on Patreon and you can get early access to all the shows. This is actually June 20th. This won't air until a week from this Friday. So like, I think that's like, I don't know, the first Friday in July. Yeah, July 1st, actually. Uh, so that is when this episode will air. Uh, I finally have it to where I'm ahead uh, a week and a half and so of all my content. So I'm well into July with my Tuesday episodes, and I'm well into uh, July with the Friday episodes. Well, well into by, by one week. Um, but you get these episodes for for early release. You get my sermon notes. You get some schoolwork that I'm doing. You get... Uh, Bible studies, you'll get Zoom meetings, you'll get all sorts of stuff. Uh, and there are projects in the works that once I'm done with school, we'll be able to pour into the patron. So a dollar a month gets you full access. That's uh, why I set it, um, because I want to draw and build a community of like-minded believers. But more importantly than just the dollar a month, it helps to you know kind of uh, allow you to contribute to a ministry while being you know, aware of the inflation rising in the U S and the, the gas prices rising and all that sort. Uh, I, I am not going to be, you know, changing tiers to where if you don't give me so much money, you don't get so much content. No, you'll get everything. Um, but you'll get more if you do t- contribute more. So you'll get everything in, uh, the early, you know, in the $1 bucket. Uh, and then you'll get a couple private, um, teachings and and things like that if you uh as we kind of institute the new tiers i'm still working on those um just haven't had time to like sit down and actually think through it uh we've been running to and fro and i keep saying to my wife boy if we just get through this week we would be we would be really uh free to kind of have a week of relaxing and uh, like last week i had we had a funeral on the saturday and then Monday and Tuesday, my wife had a doctor's appointment. Tuesday, she worked all the evening. Wednesday was my birthday, so we were gone. Uh, Thursday, I was at the church doing some nice, lovely, dirty uh, work in the audio closet. And then we had an ice cream social that night. And then Friday, um, we I don't know what we did Friday. I can't remember now. That's how fuzzy my brain is. But then Saturday, we were in... Uh, we, I finished my sermon and we went to the pool and had a family afternoon. And so, you know, it's like one thing after another. And then this week I'm like, okay, I got Monday morning to record my podcast because Tuesday we got our Isaiah's doctor's appointment. Wednesday we got to go to Cedar Rapids. Uh, Thursday I'm free, so that's a sermon writing day. Friday I've got con- uh, congregant visits uh, and then Saturday's family day. So, you know, the, the weeks just get piled up. So quickly, I'm just, I, I, you know, I, I'm really going off the deep end here in the rabbit trail hunts. But, uh, you know, I tell my wife all the time, um, you blink from Sunday at 11 and then it's sun, and then it's now already Sunday, the next Sunday at 8 a.m. And I'm heading to church to preach. And so the, those seven days in between feel like they just go by so quickly. And, uh, and so I'm, I am actively working on getting some things rolling out for the patrons. I am actively working on concluding my education and, uh, in hopes that I can, you know, continue to uh, build upon the doctrine that I give you, the, the knowledge that I deliver and display, uh, in hopes that God will continue to bless me 
and allow me to be fruitful in this ministry. Uh, so those are all coming your way. And, uh, like I said, for a dollar a month, that kind of curbs off the inflation. I'm not going to ask you to join a certain tier, but uh, I would ask if you would be considerate to join and uh, support this ministry. The more people we get to support, the quicker I can get to some giveaways and uh, the quicker we can uh, really uh, explore some other options with this ministry. So with that said, we're going to get into the content at hand. We've got a lot for you. Um, and I'm going to try to get through these two chapters today. Uh, we'll see. We'll start with chapter one. I, we've got plenty of time, but I want to really make sure we spend the the, the time we do have, uh, you know, working through the content versus speeding through it. Because I, I don't like to speed through, you know, passages and then um, we, we kind of skip over or we only briefly touch on something that's incredibly important. And... Uh, and with that, you know, at this stage, okay, if we took one chapter a week with Amos, it would be like nine weeks, you know, and that, that, that is a lot of time in this book. I get it because not everybody wants to spend nine weeks listening to, you know, a particular um, section of scripture. They want to, you know, go topic to topic and they go so quickly uh, and, and I get it, but uh you know, at the other end of the realm too, it's like, I have all the time in the world. This show is going to continue to be produced, uh, until probably until I leave ministry, um, you know, or, or something, you know, catastrophic happens and we just can't produce it anymore, but this show is going to go on until God tells me not to do it anymore. Uh, and so we've got all the time in the world. So if it takes us nine weeks, then it takes us nine weeks and we'll work through it. If it takes us five, it takes us five. You know, I, when I mapped out the eschatology series, I didn't realize it was going to take me a year to do. Uh, and by the time we worked through all of the material and we still didn't even exhaust the, the content, uh, we still didn't even exhaust it. We didn't even come close to it. We still have much more to go, but, uh, you know, it took a whole year. And so I really enjoyed that. Um, it was a lot of fun, but it was by, by the last probably eight or 10 episodes, it was just really wearing on me. I'm like, I have done so much reading of revelation. I have looked at so many of these passages. I am my, my eyes were just hazy getting to that point. So that's why I kind of like, okay, after that, we're going to shorten these series up, you know, kind of combine them quicker to uh, make it easier for you to listen to. So Chapter 1, verse 1, here we go. The words of Amos, who were who was among the shepherds of Tekoa, when he saw the concerning Israel in the days of uh, Uzziah, king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, two years before the earthquake. All right, so verse 2 kicks off with judgment on Israel's neighbors. And he said, the Lord roars from Zion and utters his voice from Jerusalem, the pastors of the shepherds mourn. And the top of the Carmel withers. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Damascus and for four, I will revoke the punishment because they have thrashed Gilad with the thrashing sledges of iron. So I will send a fire upon the house of Hazel and it shall be and it shall devour the strongholds of Ben-Hadon. I will break the gate bar of Damascus and cut off the inhabitants of from the valley of Avon and him who holds the scepter from Beth Eden and the people of Syria shall go into exile at Ker, says the Lord. 
Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Gaza and for four I will revoke the punishment because they have carried into exile the whole people to deliver them up to Edom. And I will send a fire upon the wall of Gaza and it shall devour her strongholds and I will cut off the inhabitants from Ashdod and him who holds the scepters of Ashkelon. I will turn my hand against Ekron and the remnants of the Philistines shall perish, says the Lord God. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Tyre and for four I will revoke the punishment because they have delivered up a whole people of Edom. And do not remember the covenant of brotherhood. I will send a fire upon the wall of Tyre, and it shall devour her strongholds. Thus says the Lord, For three transgressions of Edom, and for four I will revoke the punishment, because he pursued his brother with the sword, and cast off all pity, and his anger tore perpetually, and he wept his and he kept his wrath forever. And so I will send a fire upon upon Taman, and he shall devour the strongholds of Basra. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of the Ammonites, and for four I will revoke the punishment, because they have ripped open pregnant women in Gilad, and they might enlarge their border. And so I will kindle a fire against Reba, and it shall devour her strongholds with shouting on the day of the battle, with the tempest in the day of the whirlwind, and the king shall go into exile, he and his princes together, says the Lord. All right, so these... Uh, there's one more set of trans, uh, of, of thus says the Lord. And that opens the chapter two. Uh, so that's kind of why, you know, I want to work through these two chapters because there is a kind of an overarching uh, theme. So we see very similar, uh, opening here, uh, to Amos that we have in Joel and, uh, other minor prophets. Uh, it says the word of the Lord came to them. Those being, the recipients of that. So we know Amos is a shepherd in the fields of Tekoa. This is the same region uh, that David, who obviously we know who David is, uh, is from that region as well. And so uh, Amos works as a shepherd until the Lord calls him. Uh, and then we've got uh, the village of Judah, which is five miles south of Bethlehem. Uh, we've got, you know, some kings being mentioned, uh, uh, Uzziah and Jeroboam and Joash being mentioned here. Uh, these two long reigning monarchs, Uzziah and Jeroboam, uh, provides evidence of Amos's ministry takes place between uh, 792 circa and 740 BC. If scholars are correct in dating this quake to circa 760 BC, then we can specify the time of Amos's ministry more precisely, given that his oracle Oracles warn that the earthquake is uh, impending, as noted in chapter 8, verse 8, 9, 1, and 9, 5. We can reasonably assume that he gave these warnings in the years prior to the upheaval. This seismic event was so unforgettable that the prophet Zechariah could refer to it several centuries later and count on people recognizing his mention of the earthquake in the days of Uzziah as indicated in chapter 14, verse 5. Archaeologists have found evidence of the earthquake's destructive effects of at uh, Hazor. So that's kind of the pretext and, and context setting up to this book. We know the date. We know the premise. We see um, who the author is. We know the prophet the, that the Lord goes to. Uh, but then 
He kicks it off in verse 2 and uh, and carries on into the first few verses of chapter 2. Um, and so we see the Lord roaring from Zion. This is comparing the prophetic revelations to the terrifying roar of a lion. So it, this is what he says. And he said, the Lord roars from Zion. These are a equivalent uh, to a terrifying roar of the lion. Such imagery commanded Israel's undivided attention. And hence that the prophet's words uh, will focus on judgment. Zion synonymous with Jerusalem at the site of the Davidic throne in Solomon's temple. God's judgment will produce a drought that devastates Judah's grazing lands. Uh, Carmel, which is the mountain in the northern kingdom, notorious site for Baal worship. Uh, Amos argues Israel to turn away from idols and return to the Lord, whose temple is in Jerusalem. The verb here used as withers in the uh, end of set, uh, verse 2 is an, Im- an image that conveys effectively ridicule, Baal, uh, the Canaanite storm god. Carmel, this peak, uh, the peak dedicated to the phony lord of rain and fertility, would soon be parched and bare. All right, so now we've got uh, moving on into these kind of interesting opening verses here verse three verse six etc etc for three transgressions of insert place and for four i will revoke the punishment this expression recurs throughout the oracles of the first two chapters as i just indicated it implies that there's an ongoing escalation of wickedness during amos's day and we go back and we see uh, how that happens in verses one and two Damascus is the leading city-state of Amran, and uh, it's modern-day Syria. It's the first kingdom to be denounced, conquered by King David in circa two, uh, about 250 years earlier, 2 Samuel 8, 6. Uh, it soon recovered its strength and became a lasting nemesis of Israel, as indicated in 1 Kings 11, uh, 2 Kings 8. I will revoke is pointing to the recurring phrase in the con- constituent part of the oracles of Amos's opening chapters. The, this vow underlines that the Lord will not re, uh, recon, uh, reside the judgment that is being pronounced. Uh, then we have Gilad, which is northeast of Jerusalem, part of the northern kingdom. Uh, it sat in the territory separating Israel and uh, Aram and was so among the first places attacked by Damascus. And then the attacks of on Damascus on Israel are likened to metal tooth devices used for ripping the wheat from the shape, the chaff on the thrashing floor. This is also noted for us in Ruth chapter three, verse two. So we, we open these kind of small little segments here in this first chapter. And each segment carries, uh, the person who the, 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 judgment is coming against and then it tells you that there will be judgment against these people in this sort of capacity and then what god will do to these people so uh, if we go to verse four the fire upon the house of hazel which is a destruction by fires common thread among the oracles of judgment uh, that we see here in these first two chapters and all of these but in all but one of these oracles the lord threatens to punish by fire Given that Hazel became king of Syria after murdering Ben-Hadon, 
and surpassing his throne, 2 Kings 8, 7 through 15, the penalty here pronounced seems fitting. And then the strongholds of Ben-Hadon, though made of stone, the fortress of Damascus would be devoured by fire of God's judgment. Then we have this interesting, uh, I will break the gate bar of Damascus here in verse 5. This gate bar uh, was that was one that used to secure the fortress gate uh, of a city, as noted in 1 Kings 4.13. Once a city's gate bar was broken, its overthrow was all but guaranteed. Damascus, again used here, um, in the Valley of Avon, which is uh, a location that's uncertain, most likely the Valley of Labion, as uh, indicated in uh, Joshua chapter 11, verse 17. It extended along the northern, val- uh, northern border of Israel. So we, we have, again, more locations of where these things will happen. We have more uh, prophecy, or they call them oracles as well that uh, are given around these certain um, areas and these certain peoples. And so uh, we have uh, Gaza coming up here in verse 6, main city of Philistia, located southwest of Israel and Judah along the coast of the Great Sea. Um, Then Edom is south, uh, kingdom south of Judah. The Edomites descended from Esau and thus from Abraham through Isaac. And we talked a little bit about that on some previous episodes. Um, I believe it was Obadiah that we worked through kind of that little chain there between uh, Esau and Jacob. Uh, So kind of quickly surveying here these passages, they're pretty continually the same for three transgressions. uh, And for four, that theme continues to peak up. Um, It just continuously shows us the amount of Uh, wickedness that is um, escalating during these days. And so uh, the Lord is giving that. And so basically uh, there's three transgressions against Gaza. And then at the four, I will revoke the punishment or I will not revoke the punishment. Excuse me. Um, I probably missed that when I was reading through this. So I will not revoke the punishment. So at four uh, transgressions is when the Lord will carry out his judgment against these people. So uh, please forgive me as I was reading through this. Uh, my eyes must have just missed the word as I was surveying the text. My deepest apologies for any confusion. Uh, so we pick it up here and we continue to see that theme at three transgressions. The fourth one that God, uh, God will bring and deliver punishment. And the, the same theme continues throughout this first chapter. Uh, We have a people or a nation that the judgment will come against and then what God will do. We know that he will bring fire in all but one. And we know that he will tear down these fortresses, break the gate bars and, uh, and deliver his punishment swiftly to these people. So chapter uh, one through chapter two, verse three, uh, let's read chapter uh, two really quick these first three verses, and then we'll get into the next context uh, set. So uh, for three transgressions of Moab and for the four, I will not revoke the punishment because he burned to lime the bones of the king of Edom. I will send a fire upon Moab and he shall devour the strongholds of Karath and Moab shall die amid uproar. 
Amid shouting and the sound of the trumpet, I will cut off the ruler in his midst, and I will kill it, all of its princes with him, says the Lord. So Amos denounces these nations surrounding Judah and Israel and threatens them with fiery judgment and political defeat. Seeing those around us similarly judged might tempt us to be smug, though it ought to show us that unless we repent and do what is right, the same fate can befall us. In order to learn and abhor all forms of sin and to be empowered to walk in the Lord's ways, God has promised us his Holy Spirit as we hear God's word and receive his sacraments. His spirit transforms us by helping us to grow into Christ's likeliness. Likeness. So this is, you know, a, a screaming example of the climate and culture in the world, not only today, but in, in throughout all history. And, and I think this note really does well at saying that when we see judgment befalling somebody else, we might just crack a smile and be like, <laughs> they deserved it. And what we're doing is just asking for judgment upon ourselves because we are equally wicked and equally a sinner. And uh, while we may not be committing, you know, a particular heinous sin that would harm another person, we're certainly still committing sin in various aspects that would be, you know, led to think that we are harming others, you know, even if it's not physical, but it could be emotional uh, spiritual, verbally, you know, all those things we can do to destroy our uh, family and friends and our neighbors with how we address certain situations. And so, when we when we see that, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a time for us to grin and and be like, well, they deserved it. It should be a time for us to repent and say, if the Lord can do this to them for their wickedness, imagine what He could do for me. I know my wickedness. That is the that is the difference between the Christian and the regular and the and the rest of the world. We understand our wickedness and we understand that God could have brought swift and concise judgment against us, but he chose not to. Instead, he sends his son so that all who believe will be saved. So let's get into uh, the rest of chapter two here. Uh, we're going to have uh, a couple more verses that we're going to work through. Uh, we kick it off here with. Judgment on Judah. Verse 4 says, Thus says the Lord for three transgressions of Judah, and for four I will not revoke the punishment, because they have rejected the law of the Lord and have not kept his statutes. But their lies have led many astray, and after uh, and after which their fathers walked, I will send fire upon Judah, and it shall devour the strongholds of Jerusalem. Judgment on Israel, verse 6. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Israel and for four I will not revoke the punishment because they sell the righteous of because they sell the righteous for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. For those who trample uh, the head of the poor into the dust of the earth and turn aside the way of the afflicted, a man and his father go into the same girl so that my holy name is profaned. They lay themselves down beside every altar on garments taken in pledge. And in the house of their God, they drink the wine of those who have been filed, fined. Verse 9, yet it was I who destroyed the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars and who was as strong as the oaks. 
I destroyed his fruit above and his roots beneath. And it was I who brought you out of the land of Egypt and led you for 40 years in the wilderness to possess a land of the Amorite. And I raised up some of your sons for prophets and some of your young men for Nazarites. And it, it is not indeed so, O people of Israel, declares the Lord. Is it not indeed so? Verse 12. But you have made the Nazarites drink wine and commanded the prophets, saying, You shall not prophesy. Behold, I will press you down in, their, in your place as a cart full of sheaves presses down. Flight shall perish from the swift, and the strong shall not retain his strength. Nor shall the mighty save his life. He who handles the bow shall not stand, and he who is swift of foot shall not save himself. Nor shall he who rides the horse save his life, and he who is stout among the heart among the mighty shall flee away naked in the day, declares the Lord. So that ends chapter 2. The back end of it is the punishment against Israel for their heinous sin. Uh, The beginning two verses... Uh, are aimed at uh, Judah. And so, again, we go back to the three transgressions, but then the fourth, we see God's judgment. The southern tribes of the divided kingdom, uh, as we have noted numerous times here, uh, have rejected the law and the statutes, and Judah is being accused here of breaking the Sinai covenant. Uh, This falsehood has led to idolatry and improper worship of ethical figures, uh, but they're as their fathers have walked, the covenant unfaithfulness had perished for generations. Even from the time of deliverance from Egypt, the Israelites had continually been trampled, uh, continually been tempted to follow other gods. And so that's kind of their, their flight throughout the history is that they, they see the works of the Lord and they're great for a little bit, but then they get bored and they move on to other, you know, gods that might uh, help to fulfill their needs. And so, Uh, Verses 4 and 5, like its unbelieving neighbors, Judah is guilty of listening to false prophets and worshiping in ways unbecoming the one of true God. Sadly, we too are tempted and led astray by false theologies. However, it is the Lord's word of gospel alone that washes away our sin and bestows life for the sake of our Savior Jesus Christ. And just as we've noted, this is the same a temptation that comes to all of us that we would fall into a false ideology, a false theology, a false teacher, because it sounds good. It makes us feel good. So this last bit here is, uh, the Lord bringing judgment to Israel and he is now turning to assess what they've done and the level of punishment. The Sinai covenant had in many uh, had had in place many laws designed to protect the innocent, uh, as indicated in Exodus 23, 6-8, and Deuteronomy 16, 18-20. However, justice was being perverted in Amos's day. Judges were regularly taking bribes and depriving the innocent of their rights. In robotic tradition, robotic tradition the righteous one was Joseph, sold by his brothers to buy sandals. Bogus judgments against the needy could be brought, uh, could be bought for a paltry price, as in, indicated in verse seven. The trampling the head of the poor 
Despite the covenant's mandates that the vulnerable of Israel must be protected, as indicated in Exodus 22, 21-27, and Deuteronomy 24, 12-17, the poor are being mistreated. The incestuous behavior by the father and, and, uh, and the son here in verse 7 as well, with this same girl, uh, is was forbidden explicitly, as indicated in Leviticus 18.8, uh, 20, 11, and Deuteronomy 22, 30. It is an offense against nature. Uh, the holy name is profa- profaned. The Lord's name is repeatedly associated with grace, mercy, and holiness. The rampant corruption of Amos's day, Israel's pres- uh, perversion of justice, dishonoring women and idol worship, constituted an especially grievous affront of God's holiness. And we jump on to verse 8. We're going to quickly... Uh, I don't want to say quickly, but we're going to work through the rest of this text and kind of summarize it for you a little bit because we're getting past that 30 mark. Uh, so we have this beside every altar, the many pagan altars in Israel completed the Lord's altar or competed with the Lord's altar in Jerusalem because of the popularity of these unauthorized shrines. Amos repeatedly accuses the people of synergism and idolatry. Uh, the garments that were used as collateral in ancient Israel in order to secure a loan or guarantee an unpaid debt. However, out of the care and regard of the poor, the garments given in pledge were not to be kept overnight. Amos's rebuke reveals that the command was being ignored. The destroyed by the Amorite here, God is starting to demonstrate his mighty acts. Uh, we see that uh, he destroys the Amorite. We have... Uh, the calling out of Egypt in verse 10, uh, another profound movement from God. He leads them in the wilderness for 40 years uh, and then gives them the land of the Amorites to live under a covenant of grace. So we move on here and we have this uh, the Nazarites drinking, drinking wine in verse 12. The Israelites become so impious that even the Nazarites were breaking their vows to God by taking alcohol. Things had turned upside down in Amos' day. Instead of listening to the prophetic word and repenting, people tried to command the prophets demanding changes in their behavior. One of the, On the priest of Am- uh, Amaziah's attempt to silence... Uh, Amos, as we will see in chapter 7, verse 12. So summarizing 6 through 16 here, uh, as we conclude chapter 2, Amos accuses Israel of breaking virtually every part of the covenant. The people worshipped other gods, withheld justice for the innocent, and shamefully exploited the poor and vulnerable. Such vices destroy our communities today, despite the great blessings that we have enjoyed from God's hand. God calls us his church today to God calls his church today to repentance precisely because he wishes to avert the shame and sorrow that will inevitably follow inevitably result when we take away the uh, take away the selfishness and greed he daily calls us to receive anew the forgiveness of Christ won for us so that concludes chapter 2 and is going to wrap up today's show uh, again there's a lot of uh, extended judgments and oracles that have been dis- displayed here in these first two chapters, and we'll continue to see this uh, throughout the rest of the letter, the rest of this prophecy, and we will see how all of these conclude for us. 
in the coming weeks. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday with another new episode in the Lutheran series on sacraments. And uh, we will be back Friday uh, with next Friday with chapters probably three and four. Uh, if we continue to work at this pace, uh, three is 15 verses, four is 13 verses. So we should be able to do three and four uh, you know, in the, in the one episode. So that's going to be that. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. God bless. And we'll see you later. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.